I'm really fucking sick I'm black as we eleven And Marilyn Manson I wish someone would break his fucking neck And what about Bush and Lane are so racist And talk about pretentious Why don't they just blow England off the map Every now and then I turn it on again But it's plain to see that the radio still sucks Every now and then I turn it on again But it's plain to see that the radio still sucks In an age where we can't agree on anything, here's something we can all agree on, and that is Radio Sucks. Welcome to the Decibel Geek Podcast. My name is Aaron Camaro, joined as always by the new president of podcasting and rock and roll, Chris Sinzak. Oh, thanks, man. Congratulations. Well, my first order of business is building a wall <laughs> of Marshall amplifiers. Ah, nice. I love it. Very cool. And that's the end of the political talk that's for today. All. That's all. That's all you're going to get out of us, man. We're not here to to, to get into political no. stuff or anything like that. We're here to rock and roll and have fun. Yeah. And one way we always like to do it, and I was looking at this earlier and I can't believe it, this is volume 27 yep. of the Radio Sucks radio show. That's right. And this is a long-standing tradition on Decibel Geek that goes way, way back. Where basically the premise of this show is... You know what? You turn on your local rock radio stations and nine times out of ten, they're just not giving it to you the way you need it. You're not hearing the songs that you deserve to hear. And the bands that deserve to get played aren't getting any action. Well, that's why you got us, the Decibel Geek Podcast. If you're celebrating, let this be your celebration soundtrack. And if you're super bummed out, then let this lift your spirits perfect it serves but it's a win-win that works for me hey before we get into the show today as always we got to take care of some business and my favorite favorite order of business that we take care of every week before we kick off the show is a sweet old five-star itunes review and we've got one here and it's entitled on the rails it goes a little something like this great discussions and interviews Love the mix of old, new, and rare music. Keeps me entertained while at work, while I'm loading and unloading coal on my crazy train. That's it right there. And that comes from Ozzy Osbourne in Birmingham, England. No. <laughs> Actually, it comes to us from J.J. Mack, and it's a five-star iTunes review. We love it a lot. Yes. You know, that's that's really great right there. You know, it just really straight to the point tells what the show's all about. Nice Ozzy Osbourne reference in there. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. We love it. Long, short, in between, can be poetic, can be artistic. We love them all as long as they got those big old five stars on there. We appreciate everybody that does that. Keep them coming. Because Please do. You you know what happens when we run out? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, don't put me through that again. No, no, we're not going to run out anytime soon. Everybody's got our backs. They're going on iTunes and leaving us those reviews. We love you for it. I've awesome. got a box of Kleenex in my car. I'm, I just don't want to have to get it out. Tito, give me a tissue. Ay, ay. Okay, so our other favorite people are the Geeks of the Week. And if you're new to the show... Which we do have new listeners every week. That's why I have to try to remind people. Yeah. If you like this episode, 
Just retweet it on Twitter and share it on Facebook, and I will mention your name in the next week. Simple as that. That makes me proud to know that you know every single week we get new people come on board and become friends of the Decibel yep. Geek Podcast. You Absolutely. know. And the Geeks of the Week this week are the ones who shared last week's one-and-done episode. Had a lot of good feedback on that. Yeah. Appreciate that, folks. Geeks of the Week this week are Mikhail Burrell, Mike Stewart, Joe Royland, Sit and Spin with Joe, Heavy Metal, Doug the Devil, Justin Melrock, Brent Tibbetts, Dennis Gamez, Dave Shirt, David Glenn, Anthony Visconti, Brian Knapp, Derek Novak, Chris Karam, Greg York, Todd Cunningham, Kenneth Roy, Anthony Britt, Kevin Williams, Martin Wenham, Brant Cattell, Adam Cox, Dan Chapu, Mark Alden-Taylor, Wayne Cross... Trevor McDougal, Greg McGlone, Andrew Jacobs, Baco, Cobras, and Fire Rock Podcast, Paul Watson, James McElhenney, The Bootleg Bootleg Podcast, The Rock and Donkey, Billy Hardcore, Derek Novak, Colin Francis, The Off Our Meds Podcast, Daniel Lee, Jeff Mendenhall, Half Ace, Chad Leesener, Ruben Garcia, Daryl Albert, Sean Cullen, and The Mooger Fooger. That's very cool. Those are our people out there sharing and retweeting and doing it today for us. Check out this episode. Get the word out there on the street about rock and roll because that's the reason why every single week we've got new people because somebody posted it, somebody retweeted it or shared it, and somebody else saw it and said, I'll check it out. I love it. I'm going to listen to it every week, and you're to thank for that by doing this. So, you know, Honorary Geeks of the Week, that means a lot to us. Share and retweet this week's episode, and Chris will read your name next mm-hmm. week. And I, while we mentioned the Offer Meds podcast, we should give a plug because Aaron just appeared on their show. Yeah, this most past definitely. Week. It was a lot of fun. You know, uh, Metal Mike and uh, Eric and Daniel came down from Louisville down to the Decibel Geek studio mm-hmm. this last weekend, and we hung out. Chris showed up on his birthday. In, yeah. his, in his birthday suit. Yeah. And uh, interrupted the Scared show. Scared the shit out of everybody. <laughs> everybody left, and that was the end of the show. It just ends just abruptly. All showed up, shook it around a little bit. Everybody ran in, in astonishment, and yeah, that it was, was it. It's so my birthday. I kind of definitely put, go over on iTunes. It's <laughs> it's available, of course, uh, and they're on Facebook. Check them out, too. Go give them a like. Yeah. It's a good show, man. It's, it is. It's way different than what we do, but it's a lot of fun. They crack me up. Those guys are funny, and they came over here, and we talked about wrestling they're for all, a good hour and a half. They're uh, really cool guys. I had didn't have a clue about eighty percent of what you guys were talking about, but it was interesting to interesting to listen to. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, definitely check that out. Here's another thing that I saw online this week, and it's mm-hmm. a throwback to last week. Um, I got pointed out to a Facebook group that's uh, something like "Bring Cats and Boots Back." I saw this, and it got pointed out to me that Randy Mears, formerly of Cats and Boots, the drummer, had commented on our shared episode last week. And he's got an update on, on what he's up to and stuff. I just want to read it to you because it's really yeah. cool. Um, he says, uh, there was a lot of political things in the world of music and finance that were the cause of uh, their band's demise, as well as the total collapse of the music business in America. Rest in peace. <laughs> He goes on to say, I still live, eat, and breathe original music. I'm always looking for new recording projects and bands who will give me the chance to prove that I can change the impact of their music through my kind of high-energy creative drumming. And to the listeners of the Decibel Geek podcast, he says, it's good to know that there are still people that know what real rock and roll sounds and feels like. So that's a cool update from Texas, from Randy Mears formerly at Cats and Boots. That's cool. Isn't that neat? That is really cool. Pretty awesome. It's always nice when you actually hear from the artist themselves. Right, know? yeah. It's good to know that and, he's um, still out there, still rocking. And and, and Al Collins from uh, Slam and Gladys said he appreciated us spinning that song also. Right on. Yeah. That's cool, man. That was a lot of fun last week. It I enjoyed was. that one. Very cool. 
<sighs> are you ready? Yeah, we have some cool songs to play for you this yeah, week. Yeah, we do. And these are all songs you're definitely not going to hear on the radio. But for why not? You know, that's always the question. You know, if you got good music, why limit your playlist to just certain songs? You know, mm-hmm. if you got a band that's got a career's worth of albums, you know, say 20 years worth of, of great music they released, why only pick three or four songs out of their catalog and only play that? I'll never understand. Mm-mm. There's a lot of great music that gets overlooked by rock radio, but today, as we always do on the Decibel Geek Podcast, we're going to spin some deeper tracks for you. I just kind of pick my stuff at random. I don't really have a lot of notes, not a lot of in-depth stuff. I think a lot of the bands that I've picked, we've maybe played before, but you know, we're going to have some fun with it today. Um, there are kind of our bands, our favorite <laughs> stuff, you know, so it's all good. I was listening to some Motley Crue, and you know, I was thinking about how the Girls, Girls, Girls album kind of gets lost in the shuffle in the history of Motley Crue. You know, because when you do listen to the radio, you'll hear Wild Side every once in a great while, and you'll hear Girls, 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 Mm -hmm. but that's a pretty damn good album. You know, and I hadn't really pulled it out and listened to the whole thing in a long time, and once I got that CD out, it ended up sitting in my truck and stayed in heavy rotation for the good part of a week and a half. Right. I just let it roll and played it again and again and again. And it made me think back to when I first got that album, because I had it on LP when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I had it when it was brand new. My cousin Rhonda, my, she was a few years older than me, she was really good when I was a kid at making sure that I stayed hooked up with the new music that was coming out, because mm-hmm. she was on top of it. My cousin Rhonda, like I said, she was older than me by a few years, but she was the one where all my friends were like, oh, man, your cousin Rhonda, man, she's just so cool, man. She's so hot. (laughs) And they were all gaga over my cousin Rhonda. Mm -hmm. And she was as cool as could be. She even dated, like, the number one rock DJ in central Wisconsin for just a little bit. But she ended up going on and marrying this awesome dude named Chris, who is, like, the biggest cult fan I've ever met in my life. Uh You know, and here's a cool story about Chris. Back when I worked on radio, and these two, man, Rhonda and Chris, they raised their kids right you know, they got one kid who's a, a artist and is just an amazing painter and can just do anything artistically. Mm-hmm. And then their son, and that's Ashley, and their son Nick, he's either going to grow up to be in the NFL Hall of Fame or in the Wisconsin Deer Hunting Hall of Fame, one of the two, maybe both. <laughs> but when Ashley was a little bitty kid, I'm talking real little, brought her into the studio one time at Z104, and it was kind of late early evening late you know kind of in between probably around five or six at night and there wasn't really nobody around and so i brought her up in the studio and i'm telling you she's like two or three years old and she's on there talking with me about kiss oh yeah yeah yeah. those guys are awesome you know and i always think back to some of these albums like yeah i was getting my uncle bruce's albums but those records were already a few years old you know and i was Mm -hmm. just kind of catching up on stuff but my cousin Rhonda was awesome for always making sure i had master of puppets Mm -hmm. and you know just the the new albums that were coming out that you know she was cool enough to know to say hey you need to have these Mm -hmm. and girls 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 was one of them and man i wore that lp out when i was a little kid just played it over and over and over again. And there's so many great Motley Crue songs out there that you just don't hear on radio. But I just thought, you know, let's slide on back to 1987 and revisit the Girls, Girls, Girls album with a deep cut here on the Decibel Geek podcast. The radio sucks, but we got it going on because we're doing the Bad Boy Boogie. 
man. When was the last time you heard that on radio? I've never heard it on exactly. radio. Exactly. <laughs> Egg freaking exactly. And it, that's interesting. Girls, Girls, Girls is one of those records where it's it's one of those where now the deep cuts that I that I don't hear often I can get into, but it, that album for the most part has not aged well to me. Like I, yeah. th- it's one of those that I loved when it was new because I remember when it came out, and um, my bro- my older brother's best friend blasted it like constantly yeah and so you couldn't help but get into it at the time because it was cool to like motley crew but i guess as, as a whole although at the same time dr feelgood did way bigger business than girls 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 right but i probably in hindsight like girls 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 a little bit better than dr feelgood yeah it's definitely got a different produ- production style to it because it's darker and grittier yeah. you know where dr feelgood is very bombastic oh, and, and polished yeah very polished it's bob rock yeah. yeah totally that's what he and does and then uh the first the girls so girls if, girls was tom Werman, and then toby wright was helping mix that Right on. That's awesome. So if you were going to rank the three, say Theater of Pain, Girls, 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 and Dr. Feelgood, what order would you put the three of them in? I'm about to get very unpopular. Yeah? Uh, That's hard, though, because I don't... mm. Like on a whole, songs, production, If if we're including production, I guess you'd have to put Feelgood maybe in first, because... I think the production is. I like the. I like polished production, although my heart goes with Theater of Pain, which that's what's going to make me unpopular. Everyone yeah. hates, loves to hate on Theater of Pain. I'm not a big fan of it over the See? years. You but know, yeah, at the time it was the greatest thing I ever well, heard. Well, that was my first Motley Crue album. Yeah. So maybe that's why I, I had that one too. I'm sure my know, cousin Rhonda got it for me. I remember getting that and. And I just loved it. And I love the fact that it's not all just groupie songs. Like, I mean, there's yeah. actual stuff about like civil rights on there. And, you know, you know, there's, there's, it's, it's a little, not that you always look for Motley Crue to do deep stuff, but, <laughs> but it's, uh, but it's a cool, I don't know. I just, I like the, you I like the album. You look to him to do the bad boy boogie. Yeah. And that's a good song. Um, but like, I like, I think, yeah, I think Theater of Pain I'd have to give first, and then it's kind of a toss-up between Girls and, yeah. and Doctor. But it's hard to rank them. I think I'd go now. Doctor Feelgood without the title track is a much is a much less good album. Like it, I think the title track is what is by far the shining diamond on that record. I guess so. Yeah. Although I know you prefer Time for Change a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> well, not exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. It's hard to rank through them. I guess if I was going to do it, I'd say. Doctor Girls Theater. Yeah. Yeah. I'm almost the opposite. Yeah. yeah. That's why it works, I guess. It's just the, the Molly albums, as we get further in time, it's like the, the rankings change for me as I look yeah. back on them, I guess. I don't know. And it's still weird that we're living in a world now without Molly Crew. It, mm. it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, they'll be back. I hope so. I, I don't I don't buy that they're retired. Okay. So I'm going to stay in that same era. And, you know, this is another band that we've played a number of times on the show, but I can't get enough playing some Wasp. Right on. And uh, Radio Sucks Show, just, the, just you know, whatever we're listening to at the time, usually how these picks wind up on here. And I was happen to be listening to Inside the Electric Circus recently. Love it. And uh, another transitional album, you know, from that era that, you know, because Blackie goes to guitar on this record from bass, and, yeah. which was a, that, and it did change the sound of the band a bit. I did think it was kind of stupid that they picked uh, that one of the singles was I Don't Need No Doctor when they have so much good original material on this right. album. Especially, yeah, they shouldn't have done that. And don't try to top Humble Pie. Come on. Right. Um, 
But it came out in 1986 and uh, recorded in L.A. because they were a big part of that. And uh, Chris Holmes, Steve Riley on drums, Johnny Rod on bass, Michael Wagner mixing. With, How can you go wrong? <laughs> How can you go wrong? Also, with all Garth that? Richardson mixing. So wow. I mean, it's a, it's a real uh, all-star cast, and um, just felt like playing a song off of Inside the Electric Circus. So this is Wasp from 1986 with Restless Gypsy. i 
man. I love that whole album so much. That was one I was listening to since I was a little kid also. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I, yeah, I can't, I never get tired of 80s era Wasp. No. Even the newer stuff. I don't know that he's ever put out like a real, a real horrible album. I don't know that there's any of Wasp albums that I, Mm. that I absolutely hate. Have you ever heard the album Kill Fuck Die? Uh, well, maybe, well, okay. Now I'm gonna have to reevaluate. Yeah, maybe that that one yeah, is not good. There's no. an exception to every rule, and KFD is it for Wasp. Mm. Man, if you've been over to decibelgeek.com lately, you'll notice that we have been pretty much taken over with the afterglow of the Rock and Skull Festival up in Illinois. What is that? Oh, you haven't heard? No. Oh, you haven't been online in the last no. couple of days, huh? <laughs> I'm totally kidding. There's uh, also going to be a new president. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Is it Alice Cooper? <laughs> no, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, he wanted to be elected. So. I hate to be the one to break it to you, but no, it's not Alice Cooper. All right. Well, I'm sure it'll be somebody awesome. So, But, man, talk about seeing stuff and going, oh, I wish I could have gone to that. A lot of times you you know you anticipate a concert or you hear about it and you just can't go to it, but in this respect at decibelgeek.com, we've had so many people that were at Rock and Skull that were you know enjoying it as spectators and also as participants in some ways. It's nice to know we were so well represented. Yeah, and and welcome too apparently. Yeah. So, you know, one thing that I noticed was that at decibelgeek.com, you know, everybody knows that, you know, the the cutting edge stuff in rock and roll right now is going to be found at Decibel Geek because we've got writers from all over the world that are turning in, you know, they're going to concerts, they're turning in reviews, they're getting the latest albums coming out, some of the stuff that's not even released, you know, yeah. and, and they're getting the reviews out there so you can prepare yourself for when it's coming. And man, with this Rock and Skull, there were so many great performances at this festival yeah. that the reviews have just been stellar. And one of the reviews I was reading came in from Mikhail Svensson, and it was about Tough. Yeah. You know Tough? I think I've heard of and them. I, we, have we played I, them on the show before? I really, really like this band. Really? Yeah. They're right up there with the Cheeseheads with Attitude for me now. Who? <laughs> I've been doing this show with you for this long, and you've never brought these bands up before? You know, Stevie Rochelle, he's my homeboy. Stevie who? You know, homeboy as in, I met him one time back in 2001, and we're both from Wisconsin. You've helped his bank account over the years. That I'm makes sure. us, yeah, in a little small ways, yeah. Sure yeah, if you're I new am. to the show, I'm being very sarcastic. Aaron loves this band. I do love this band, you know. And the review that Mikhail wrote and the photos that uh, Animalize Irwin and Brian, uh, yeah, Brian Ronald took mm-hmm. are pretty damn great. Yeah, my, the, I've really been blown away by the ph- photography that yeah. we pulled that our team pulled off at uh, rock and skull oh man awesome stuff Some beautiful you know? shot so, and the video that ron got too so yeah and if you were at rock and skull man you definitely need to be checking out decibelgeek.com because they've got all your awesome memories preserved right there it's all there for yeah. your for your eyes to feast upon but man anytime i get a chance to play some tough i'm definitely going to do it so Awesome job on the review for uh, Mikhail, and congratulations to everybody that went to Rock and Skull and had a good time. I, I got a feeling our whole world has been turned upside down by the the aftermath of this Rock and Skull, but we like it. It's good, and if they do it again next year, I think we should definitely go. It's in the planning. Very cool. So, without further ado, coming to you from 1991 in the album What Comes Around Goes Around, it's Stevie Rochelle and Tough with Spit Like This. (laughs) 
pretty cool band. Thanks for turning me on to yeah, them. Yeah, man. You ought to check out more of them. They're really, really good. Oh, they've done more than this album? Yes. Oh. Highly underrated band. Okay. And it's good to know that they're still out there doing it. The only bad thing is, is uh, Mikel kind of got the inside scoop when he straight up asked Stevie Rochelle, can we get some more tough music and like new music? Mm -hmm. And Stevie Rochelle said, hmm, no. <laughs> well, I guess he's honest. That makes me sad, though. I wonder why he wouldn't consider doing anything. I don't know. I guess just because of the money. I guess, but nowadays well, when it's so easy to release new music... And there's people out here that would like to hear some new music from Stevie Rochelle and Tuff. And, man, the lineup he's got going right now is just stellar. Mm -hmm. They could put out a great album, I'm sure of it. Yeah, well, maybe he'll change his mind down the road. You yeah, know. I guess maybe. Hats that, off for asking the question. Yeah, totally, man. It takes balls just straight up and be like, hey, new music? It's no. like asking if a certain band will get in the same room together again. Right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, totally. You guys didn't get to see the black eye I walked out with. No, <laughs> His balls swelled up twice that size. The microphone doesn't pick up a fist hitting a face. But, uh, that's cool, though, no, man. Good stuff. Good. But yeah, good. That's a good pick. Um, Maybe that's why the Packers are doing so damn bad this year, is because there's no been hasn't been no new cheesehead music in a while. I'll bet you're right makes sense now now it makes total sense hey me and uh andy lafon from decibel geek are gonna go see the packers play the titans this weekend that's what i heard bringing the rock and roll to the titan stadium nashville will never be the same i got my cheese cowboy hat i'm ready to go cheese cowboy hat Shit, yeah man this is nashville this. oh you'll see it when i'm on tv oh, God. <laughs> everyone tune into the game all right so Another um, big music event that took place this past week was the Kiss Cruise. Oh, man. That's another one. I'm looking at them videos and oh. pictures going, why? Why didn't I go? I got to give them credit for a pretty cool idea. They did an entire Creatures of the Night theme where they wore the costumes and, yeah. and played some deep cuts off of Creatures of the Night and uh, some other deep cuts. Like They played Wouldn't You Like to Know Me off and Paul Radioactive. Solo Radioactive That's off Gene awesome, Solo album. man. And then from Creatures, they played, um, of course, they played I Love It Loud and Creatures, but they also did Keep Me Coming and, uh, what was it, uh, Rock and Roll Hell. Nice. So they did a few tracks off of it, um, but uh, I thought I would want to play one of the songs that didn't get played off of, off of the album, and I think this is a, this song's tailor-made for a Radio Sucks episode. From 1982's Creatures of the Night, this is Kiss doing Danger.
That's a great band. Yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> they wear makeup too. Nice. But uh, no, I thought I thought the guys looked really good in the costumes. They really you know? did look good. Paul, I like I, I like the way they got Tommy standing over there, and he's got the skin tight lightning bolt uh-huh. thing. But he's kind of got the elder thing going on, like the World Without Heroes yeah, video, where well, he's kind of off costume. by himself over. And, oh yeah, and he the... just kind of stands over there. That's yeah. kind of reminded me of that. That's but, cool. I dig it. Uh, you know, yeah, like I said, they they sounded really good in the videos yeah. that I saw. Like they were they pulled it off pretty well, and seeing the fucking tank on stage was cool yeah. too. You know, I, a little mini tank. But uh, man. I... God, if they would do like an actual arena tour with the full stage and and everything, I would, yeah. I would, I may break my streak of not seeing them for that. It was cool, although I would have liked to have seen, you know, a guy with an onk on his face, you know, just what Tommy Thayer painted up like. Vinnie no, <laughs> God, there could be a guy with an onk on his face. Sometimes people go a little too far, and that would be. Yeah, I guess that would have been a little crazy. It would have been neat to see it though. Yeah, it would. Well, we talked about that before. I thought he should have just did the like gold ace makeup. Gold, like kind of a an amalgamation of both. Yeah. makeups. That's a big word, like gymnasium. Yeah, it is. But uh, yeah, so kiss creatures of the night. There you go. There's a lot of really great concerts going on, and while everybody's out around the world and they're going to the big shows in Illinois or they're out on the ship having a great time with Kiss, Chris and I last week got to go see a show of our own of a gentleman who's currently on the Kiss cruise, Ryan Cook, resurrecting Hair of the Dog, which is the Mark III of the band, and this was the first time they'd ever played anywhere. I guess it's the only time they've played Mm -hmm. with this lineup. But man, what a lineup. You got Phil Schaus mm-hmm. on guitar, um, Jeremy Asbrock playing bass, yep. and Christopher Williams. Christopher Williams from Accept playing drums, and they were doing Hair of the Dog tunes. Yep. Man, what a fun night. It was fun. They sounded awesome. They sounded awesome. They both split my head in half, The that little room they played in. It was <laughs> very, very intimate setting. There was... Cheese man, there must have been like ten former guests of the Decibel Geek podcast running around in there. Yeah, we saw Rachel Bowen and Michael yeah. Wagner. I handed my hospital bill and <laughs> said you can pay me in the installments if you like. And he said, "Fuck you." And mm-hmm. No, but, um, but punched no. him in the other side of his head. Greg Mangus was there. So. Mangus was there. Tyson was there. Yeah, Tyson yeah was there. it was fun, man. Very cool. And we even got to get up on stage and introduce the band, which was a trip for me because uh-huh. you know, flashback fifteen years ago, maybe to the date, yeah. I was up in Wisconsin introducing Hair of the Dog on stage. You know, so it was it was a cool full circle thing for me. Yeah, you know, it was fun and. uh I even said that night, we are the envy of many a small Midwestern town. Mm-hmm. Because that night, man, there's people, I'm sure, from all over the place that would have given a lot to be able to be there. Oh, sure. Played a lot of their old classic songs. And John Spettys was there. Yeah, he was. Down in the crowd watching, you know, giving his support. That was very cool. And, man, it was just a really good time. And to see Ryan back up there doing those songs again, it made me feel good. It made me feel really good. Yeah, I was I was happy to see that come off, and I'm hoping they'll do another show. It'll be yeah, awesome. Yeah, me too, man, because they were great, and I'd definitely go see it again. So I thought before we go into break, to celebrate the return of Hair of the Dog, even if just for only one night, hopefully more than that, Yeah, we're going to bug them about it, <laughs> most definitely. From 1997, it's Hair of the Dog with Monster. Sing no, 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 temptation calls and I gotta go. 
All right, before we get back into showing corporate radio just how it's done around here on the Decibel Geek Podcast, I want to let you know, man, of course, this week there is more killer stuff over there just waiting for you at HK Collectibles, Inc. This blows my mind Oh, to be at this show. Daryl has got a ticket from a Wasp and Raven double bill from Washington, D.C. in 1987. That's on the Inside the Electric Circus Tour. Yeah. Fire up the DeLorean. I want to go to that show right now. Absolutely. How cool that must have been. I want to get hit in the face with some meat. That's great. And see the Ultimate Warrior playing drums back then for Raven, right? (laughs) Over there at HK Collectibles, Daryl's also got a ticket from a KISS appearance in Lexington, Kentucky in 1978. Where are you going to find this stuff? There's no place you're going to find it other than HK Collectibles, Inc. All kinds of cool stuff. There's a ton of things. He's got the retro print ads for your man cave and all kinds of stuff. You can frame these things, hang them up, make your personal space your personal space. Let everybody know that your man cave belongs to you and it's easy to tell by what's all over the walls and everything and anything you could want to do that is at HK Collectibles Inc. So what you do is you go to decibelgeek.com, you click on that HK Collectibles Inc. banner and you do your shopping through Daryl and by doing that you're helping us out because also at decibelgeek.com is our Amazon banner. Mm -hmm. So if you are done shopping at HK Collectibles Inc. and there's some other stuff you got to get because you know what? Christmas time is right around the corner. Yes, it is. You know, it's coming up quicker than you think. And, you know, you want to start thinking about the kind of presents you want to get for the people you love and care about. Now, are you just going to go to Walmart and get them like a razor and some shaving cream? Or are you going to go get her, you know, some earrings? Or a razor and some shaving cream. Or, you know, whatever, you know, some bath, body, and beyond. Stuff anybody can get and has no heart or meaning behind it. Hey, here's a gift I spent nine bucks for at a store that I didn't really want to be in. I really care about you. (laughs) No, you go to Amazon.com. You find something unique and awesome that this individual loves and will keep and cherish. And every time they look at it, they're going to say... This dude really knows me because he went out and found something that's really personal and mm-hmm. awesome to me. And let's face it, you can't do that at a box store. You know, no. you're not doing it at a Walmart, Target, Shopco, whatever. You know, you got to do your shopping through Amazon to find those unique gifts. And no matter what you're buying or who you're buying it for, by going to decibelgeek.com and going through our link, any shopping you do on Amazon, you don't pay a penny more for whatever you buy. Your purchases are what you pay for them. That's it. So when the transaction is finished, Amazon takes a piece of their cut and gives it to the Decibel Geek Podcast. That helps us out a ton, lets us know we're loved and appreciated, and it keeps the show going. It really does. It helps out in more ways than I could even begin to explain to you. But my favorite part about it is the fact that Amazon gives us the list. Every single week, Amazon tells us what was purchased through the Decibel Geek link. That's cool to us. It gives us insight to the what kind of people listen to this show? Really cool people. Yeah, because they're doing their shopping. Yeah. So here's the list. What do you got for us? Okay, some of the more interesting purchases on our Amazon link this past week. Uh, Samsung Galaxy S7 Edge case with a USB cable and charging dock. I hope it doesn't explode in your pocket. Oh, yeah. Um, this phone is smoking. Uh, Bluetooth collegiate speaker for the University of Arizona. It's like a 
Bluetooth wireless speaker with the Arizona Wildcats logo. Oh, on that's it. cool. Also, an Arizona Wildcats USB mobile charger. I'm thinking the same guy bought both of those. I'm betting so. Someone bought a Fitbit. Those are not cheap. Thank you. Right Good on. luck getting in shape. Uh, ELOI, always remember you are braver than you believe inspirational necklace for teen girls. See, it can be anything. anything. It, do- it doesn't have to be anything in particular, any shopping you're doing, whoever it's for. And the music that was bought the past week includes Megadeth with Dystopia, their new one. Yeah. Anthrax, For All Kings, their new one. Right on. Pretty Maids, Kingmaker, their new one. Nice. Porcupine Tree and Absentia. That's a band that I've been told is great, but I still have yet to check out, which I need hmm. to. I'll look into that, too. Another copy of Black Sabbath, Sabotage, was bought this week. Because one is never enough. No. It might be the same person. This yeah. album is so good, I need two of them. Maybe this will be like the Yes thing, where we sell a copy of every Sabotage week, every Sabotage, week. Sabotage, <laughs> man, that's good, man. Come on, whoever, would... you guys listening, let's keep the streak up next week. Somebody buy a copy of Sabotage. <laughs> if you don't own it, you definitely should. I want to start a, a meme. That's okay. Funny. And then rounding it out, Kiss Music from the Elder Remastered was purchased. That's cool, man. Thank you for the purchase. Okay, so we got to get back to the music. Radio Sucks Radio Show, and you are up. Okay, well, speaking of Rock and Skull that we talked about earlier, a band that some of our writers and a lot of people I've seen on the uh, Rock and Skull Facebook page have mentioned as being like the highlight band of the entire festival was Eclipse. Yeah. They and, said Tough would have had a tough time uh, following them. And but. outside of getting to meet all of our awesome con- contributors, the thing I regret the most is not getting there to see Eclipse. Because yeah. Eclipse is one of my favorite bands of the past decade. Um, they The last two albums they put out, Bleed and Scream, and then the newest one, Armageddon Eyes, are two of my favorite records of the last few years completely. And I listen to them regularly all the time. They were formed in 99 in Stockholm by guitarist Eric Martinson. And Eric is involved with uh, another band called West W.E.T., and he's he's done a lot of different projects and he's a really talented guy and i just i love this band and i hope they continue to make music for a long time and i hope they come back to america and do a nashville appearance because i'm mm-hmm. dying to see them live um off of the newest album armageddon eyes this is eclipse with i don't want to say i'm sorry
Swedish hard rock for you. That's very good, man. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I anything. Any, they're one of the few ba- newer bands where if it's if it now one of their albums comes on, I don't listen to just one track. I listen to the entire record at a time. Yeah, yeah, and that's hard to pull off for these days. Right. Yeah, that's a sign of a great band. You know, yeah. putting out great albums. Yeah, I love them. All right, what do you got? I guess we're still talking about Rock and Skull because this was another thing that blew my mind. And we we alluded to it a little bit last week when we began to talk about how our writers and contributors, a good many of them, got up on stage to introduce Stephen Piercy. Yeah. How cool is that, man? We got the word about that. And I was like, what? Get a video. You know, that was my main thing was get a video of it. And they did. And it's up on Facebook and I'm sure it's on the Decibel Geek TV uh, YouTube channel. You can check it out. But so proud of our people out there, you know, just representing so well. And Kate got up there and got on the microphone and told everybody that Decibel Geek's a weekly podcast. And they introduced Stephen Piercy on stage. And I just, it takes me back to remember back, way, way back when... You know, we started this show and we had a website, mm-hmm. but the website didn't do anything. <laughs> it just had the pl- push play button. And that's basically well, I, all it was. I did. I tried to do a couple of articles here and there, yeah. but I didn't have much time to do them. Right. And then we put so out would, the call on the show yeah. and said, you are even an aspiring rock journalist. You know, as long as you put in the work and send it back to us and we can put it on our website, go to these shows, tell them you're with Decibel Geek. Maybe you'll get backstage. Maybe you'll get to interview somebody. You know, the worst anybody can say to you is no. And to look at that from where we came then to where we're at now with the website and the journalists and the contributors and the videographers and, you know, all these rock and roll people out there that are doing so much for decibelgeek.com and to see them get their due by being able to get up on stage at Rock and Skull in front of all these people mm-hmm. and get to introduce Stephen Piercy, man, I thought that was pretty cool. And I really thought it was cool of Stephen Piercy and his people to facilitate that and make it happen. And the people involved in Rock and Skull that treated the Decibel Geek people so well. Mm-hmm. You know, I appreciate it all so much. We all do. And so I thought, you know, why not? Let's show a little appreciation this week to Stephen Piercy because... God knows we're not hearing any arcade on the radio. No. But again, why not? This is a great band, especially their debut album was really, really good. Came out in 1993. Here's a little taste off of that. It's Stephen Piercy and Arcade, and they are living dangerously. Man, a cheap sleazy in Hollywood bungalow. She couldn't decide which way the wind blow. She had a Super Trek moving machine Oh, the best damn mother that you've ever seen She had a mean streak Make you wanna scream and shout
fucking love that album. Yeah, man. Yeah. Really good. That's a that may be one of the greatest side projects ever done. I got uh, I guess it wasn't really a side project. It was his project at right, the time. Yeah. But yeah, love that album. Okay, so big shout out to all our people out there representing Decibel Geek all over the world so awesomely. We're so proud of you guys. We are. And lucky to have all of you. It's really incredible. Oh yeah, I do remember the early days of the website with well, the show's up to today, and then six days later, oh, okay, let's do another show now. And, like, yeah, the site would just sort of sit dormant. Yeah. That was kind of the idea. It was like, well, we should do something with the website in between all the the episodes. And now the website is one of the coolest it's websites a, I've ever seen in my life, you know? If yeah. I had nothing to do with any of this I'd and, still was, and was out. a rock listener and just a rock fan, happened to be checking out podcasts or whatever... I would definitely frequent decibelgeek.com. And, you know, like I always say, through doing this show, I get turned on to new music, mm-hmm. but never more do I get turned on to new music that I may not have heard of or would have checked out otherwise yeah. than when I go to decibelgeek.com. And like I always say, these are people, you know, they're with us. Mm-hmm. Their voices and their opinions can be trusted. You know, I believe in these people because. There, there are people, yeah. you know, and they tell it like it is, you know, and if you're a good rock and roller like we are, there are your people too. Yep. And so you can trust them. And when they tell you this new band's coming out and it's got a new album and it's going to be great, you can count on that. And when they break the news that Jack Russell's Great White's got some new music coming out, you can count on that too. I'm looking forward Next to, year. to that that album. For yeah, sure. me too. January. Some uh, good praise for the the website team. I also have to give uh, uh, give it up for is uh, this guy named Don, and he runs a really funny titled website, but it's a pretty well known website in rock circles called the the Great Southern Brain Fart. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got great reviews on his site, and and I've been a reader of his site for a long time, and. Uh, he messaged, but I think he recently got it. He did recently discovered the podcast and the uh, the website, and he had messaged me going, and he's like, I usually don't normally check out the competition, but I got to say, your show and your website is fucking phenomenal. Nice. And he was just like, I can't get over how cool everything is. And I was like, oh, dude, well, that's really high praise. So I'm going to pass that on to, to Rich and all the, the people that work the website because it's, it's good praise, and you know, I never get tired of telling you guys how awesome you are. Yeah, decibelgeek.com, people. It's the heartbeat of everything we got going on here. Check it out. Peruse the articles, the reviews. Get yourself a Decibel Geek t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed to get you laid. Absolutely. That's what I've always told everybody. Yeah, me too. So um, my next pick came out also in 1986, like I played the Wasp album, Uh Racer X put out their debut album called Street Lethal in that year on the Shrapnel label. Now, some people, you may not realize who Racer X is or was, but in the era of shredder guitar players, this was Shrapnel Records was started by Mike Varney, and basically it was a stable for all of the best shredding guitar players. Yeah. And some really great stuff came out of that label, including Jason Becker and uh, Marty Friedman. And then, of course, Paul Gilbert, who was with Racer X. So I was very much into a lot of this stuff at the time that it came out because I was discovering guitar around this time. So, you know, it's kind of like when you first get into something, you, you get into the most extreme aspect of it first. Yeah. And, and that's what, where I was with this. And uh, But Racer X was separate from the pack because they could do... They could do shredding stuff, but it wasn't just shredding stuff to a drum beat. It was these were actual songs with good vocals on them and 
decently produced for that era on a small budget mm-hmm. and uh i just fucking love it and I, I love street lethal and the second heat album that came out after it, i've played their cover of uh moon age daydream by david bowie in That's the past a great cover and uh but racer x is a great band and i they deserve some play on the radio sucks radio show so this is racer x from 1986 with into the night <laughs> vocals there would of course wind up playing drums on the second badlands album wow that's crazy how that works which i would show my appreciation for him by telling eric singer that i loved his <laughs> drums on the second badlands album i gotta do that sometime uh, oh that'd be funny full circle oh yeah 
Yeah, I remember you, dick. (laughs) (laughs) We meet Eric Singer, we'll have to ask him to do his Chris Sinzak impersonation. Yeah. Just act like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It'll be easy. (laughs) Oh, man. Too funny. All right, man. Well, I've got one more to go before we wrap it up. I know you've got one more to play Mm -hmm. us out today. But we were talking about this, and it dawned on me last week when we were talking, and I forget which album it was, but uh, Evil Steve Barisi, the producer, and I had mentioned that he had worked on From Beale Street to Oblivion by Clutch, and that I really liked that album. But I I hadn't listened to it for a while, so I went to the Decibel Geek Library, and I pulled it out and put that in, was listening to it for a good part of last week, and man, that's a great album. It came out in 2007. Here's the perfect example of, you know, Radio Sucks is the band Clutch. They've had a long career and have had a lot of albums come out with a shit ton of great songs in their catalog Mm -hmm. that should be able to fit into what you'd call like a modern rock radio format. Yeah. I remember back in the day when Elephant Riders came out and that song and I was like, holy shit, you know, this is great, and I'd mm. want to play it all the time, and they'd be like, dial it back on the clutch. Yeah. And I'd be like, why? You know, and they'd be like, oh, you got to play these other songs. And I'm like, man, but this is new, and it's mm-hmm. good. You know, why wouldn't you want this on the forefront of what you're putting out there for the people? And I just never understood it. But so many great songs, so many great albums, and so many missed opportunities to play these guys for the masses that should be hearing and loving this band. Mm -hmm. So I went back to this one from 2007. Like I said, I love the album. This is Clutch with When Vegans Attack.
Ted Nugent's Nightmare. When vegans attack? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The Charm City Zone. Clutch out of Baltimore. Yeah. A lot of people love Clutch, but it's almost like an underground kind of thing. You know, it's like uh, I was listening to... Uh, to Loose Cannon in Baco's uh, Cobras and Fire podcast, mm-hmm. and they had just played some Clutch not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, they're big fans. And of we're talking about seeing them live. Baco got some great pictures mm-hmm. the night he went and seen them. It just it shows me that like really really cool people like Clutch. Yeah, you know. And if you run into somebody that likes Clutch, they're a very very cool person. It just kind of goes without saying because it's like if somebody has sought out that band and really enjoys it. There's something cool about that person, mm-hmm. most definitely. And without the benefit of radio play, they still like pack theaters and stuff all the time. Yeah. I mean, they, they've built a hell of a fan base, and they tour constantly. Right. I mean, they are yeah. road warriors. Oh, and they're so good, and the band is so awesome. Speaking of Cobras and Fire, I've been catching up on some of that stuff. Me too. That Kiss thing they did, the, <laughs> the 78 Purge. Yeah, that was good. awesome. I was like listening to that going... You know, we could do something like this, but by the time it was over, it was like, nope, they covered it perfectly. There's nothing more anyone could add to that than what they did. Yeah, they did a great job. And the and if you haven't heard the show, we recommended Loose Cannon lives in the Denver area and Baco lives in Minnesota. Yeah. And, you know, they do it through Skype and they pull it off really well for a Skype show it's, it's really in good. particular because it's hard to pull that off. But uh, they actually, their newest episode, they actually recorded together because Baco came to Colorado and they they got to meet for the first time. That's cool, man. I listened to that, the election episode. And then they got one more coming out, I believe, pretty soon, Uh where it's the part two to that. Like, that was the warm-up episode. I'm really looking forward to hearing that. It's a trip to me, like. These cats, man, they got so much chemistry together when they're over the phone like that. Yeah. You know, and then when they're in the same room together, it's podcast gold. You I know? thought you were going to say, it's absolutely awesome. It's awful. <laughs> go home so go we can home, sound good yeah. again. Hey, go in the other room and call me on the phone, yeah. would you? <laughs> I can't look at it. This ain't working. You're making too much eye contact. It's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> no, I really, I enjoy, I enjoyed listening to it. It was, it, it's, and they always have really good song picks too. Those yeah. guys have good taste in music for sure. Yeah, for sure. So and, if you, if you yeah. like Decibel Geek, you definitely like Cobras and Fire. So check them out. And we're not just putting them over just purely because they They're write. They're bastard they, children. They, well, then they write awesome articles for the website. And that they do. Too. That they do. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah, they're on top of things. Those guys have helped so for a long time, and I'm proud of them for the podcast they made. Me too. Just like Metal Mike and Off Our Meds, you know? Yeah. That's awesome, too. We're just spreading the disease. Yeah, we are. So um, Blame us. And uh, continue being interactive. I've got the last pick, and it's a uh, from a listener of the show. So, who has a band, not just a guy talking into a microphone. Um, <laughs> although that'd be an interesting way to close out the show. But uh, I'm going to close out the show with a band called Guns of Nevada. And this band has been around for a while. They're from Washington State. And their guitarist slash singer, uh, Earl Thunders, which I love that name. Right on. Um, he's been a friend of mine on Facebook for a while. And, um, you know, we get along. We both talk, like, like to talk music and stuff with each other. He's got good taste. And... You know, he's like, can I send you and Aaron a, a care package? And he, you know, he wasn't asking for play on the show or anything. He just wanted to send us some stuff because he loves the show. And I said, yeah, and you got our shirt sizes, sent us a couple of shirts, sent us some stickers, sent us the new CD they put out. And uh, I really like the CD. So uh, I was like, well, why not play this on the Radio Sucks episode? You know, because it's, uh, I think got, you guys are going to like it. It's, it's kind of, it's what's known as cow punk. So it's a little bit like uh, kind of a country bent, but also punkish at the same time. I don't know if that makes sense, but it 
but that's what it is. Well, anything you want to say before before I intro this song and get us out of here? Um, I would say just like always, you know, go to the Facebook page, like it, leave us a five-star iTunes review, please. Um, go to decibelgeek.com, go to the HK Collectibles Inc., do all your shopping through Amazon. There was something else. Uh-oh. There was something else. Uh-oh. What was it? Do you know? Do I know? What are, we, asking <laughs> what are we forgetting here? That we were supposed to plug or, or mention? I think so. Um, YouTube page, VIP. Yeah, VIP. YouTube page. Is, oh, man, the YouTube page. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. That's about to get overrun. I mean, I I forget how many videos are on, YouTube, on Decibel Geek TV right now, but it's a lot. And the subscribers and are going way up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're actually a, getting a real following on it. It's there. about to be a lot more because of the Rock and Skull. Because oh, these yeah, they're guys already were, going up, yeah. We're so on the case with this concert that... I guess we didn't need to go because it's all at decibelgeek.com now. Yeah, but we need to go next year so we can get drunk with those guys. Yeah, for sure, man. That seemed like so much fun. I, I almost cried a little bit when I saw them all up on stage. It was so cool. Um, thanks to Metal Mike for the Ugly Kid Joe poster. That's definitely going up in the Decibel Geek studio. Thanks to you for turning me on to Tough. Never never would have heard them before. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Look into the Cheeseheads with Attitude. You'll love it. And check out more of that Kiss band. They're pretty good. Right on. Okay. I think those guys are going to make it. Um, of course, every band we've played here to get today on mm-hmm. the Radio Sucks Radio Show, we encourage you to support these bands, support these artists, because they're worthwhile, man. You know, they've they've given a lot or are giving a lot to keep the name of rock and roll alive. And for that, we owe them, you know, our gratitude. And, you know, if they're going to create music, which that's the whole idea here of this, is to support these bands so that they do continue to create music, so that we can continue to purchase it. We support the art. The art continues. It's as simple as that. Yep. And uh, so to play out with Guns of Nevada, I can't think of a better way to intro this song than to read the quote from groupie extraordinaire Pamela DeBar that's in the CD. If you haven't heard Seattle's cowpunk, grunge-billy, butt-shaking quartet, Guns of Nevada, your ears are about to get a wake-up call. Their sexy, thumping, melodic George Jones on acid harmonies will send you down the dream pipe trail, dancing on the edge of a switchblade till dawn. This is Guns of Nevada with their gonna love you when you're dead, and we'll see you next week. Though you know you're glory-bound, you get no love here from this town. And all the words I've heard you say will be etched in stone one day, and you'll be here to stay. Down at your local bar, know you'll surely be a star. Entertainers, false and true, misadventures starring.